Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Introducing the new Starbucks Pistachio Cream Cold Brew. Silky Pistachio Cream Cold Foam tops our bold, smooth cold brew for a delicious twist on a favorite winter flavor. Make today a good day. Order ahead on the Starbucks app. Hi, this is Randy Backward from the Guess Who and BTO, and you are listening to Rock and Roll Archaeology. Welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party. A Pantheon podcast. Music. Culture. Conversation. And good old-fashioned rock and roll. So now, I give you Miss Pamela and her pajama party. Well, come on in, dolls, and welcome to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party, a Pantheon podcast. I hope you enjoy yourself while you kick back and relax with me, the world's most famous groupie. And, you know, that's not always a positive thing to call yourself. For me, it is, of course. But to the rest of the world, sometimes the G word, they don't understand it. It's like, it's a mixed up word, but to me, it's love. It's always about love. So I will take that title and enjoy it. And if any of you are groupies out there, admit it, okay? I've written a lot of books. I'm with the band, you know, was the biggest bestseller. And I have writing workshops all over the country and even the world, if you count Toronto and London. I call all my girls my dolls. And they get so united. They're, they're so connected all over the country. In fact, I'm doing my second annual doll con in Vegas in February. So I'm very excited about that. They come from all over the world and we write together and hang out in Vegas. And what if it stays there, what happens in Vegas. I give tours of the fabulous rock and roll history of rock and roll in L.A. and Hollywood, Laurel Canyon. I take people around in a van with my wonderful driver, Kip Brown. And I take you to all the places where wild things have happened to me. Uh, It's very different from other tours in Hollywood because all the things that, you know, the places I take you, weird, groovy, sexy things happen to me. And I'm really excited to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network of Rock and Roll Shows because we are moving on up, baby. And you can find us, all the Pantheon shows on Spotify, Radio.com, and Pandora, and uh, all those, now on at least 40 or 50 different platforms these days. 
And we love telling stories here at Pantheon about all the great moments in rock and roll in all kinds of ways. So there's something for everybody. And so many shows for you, so many flavors to choose from. Yum, yum. Find it all online at PantheonPodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. And this is the one that matters the most to us. If you enjoy what we do here, then please head over to PantheonPodcast.com and share it with a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to my moon base. You've all been chosen to be part of my elite moon unit, which is divided into two divisions, moon unit alpha and moon unit zappa. Today, I'm so thrilled and excited to welcome my dear lifelong friend, Moon Unit Zappa, on my podcast. I'm so excited. I met her when she was six months old at the log cabin, Frank Zappa's, you know, notorious home in Laurel Canyon. And I picked her right up and we bonded and we've been friends ever since. I was her nanny for many years. Her governess, we called it. And Moon has had a very interesting life. She's written uh, an incredible book, America the Beautiful, and now she's writing a memoir. So we're all going to wait for that. She was a VJ on MTV with her brother Dweezil. She's done tons of work on TV and film. And she's a stand-up comedian. And she's very funny. So anyway, I'm thrilled to welcome Moon Zappa today. Hello, dolls. I am so thrilled today that I have Moon Zappa here. It's so incredible to have known someone their entire lives, isn't it? It's a fantastic feeling. Yes, yeah. and not only to have known them, but to love them and to I know, to keep to on loving love them. them. I, you know, she crawled up to me at six months old in the in the cabin, the log cabin. Cry for help. <laughs> <laughs> you were such a charming little baby. <laughs> You know, you really were just a perfect baby. She really lucked out with you that you weren't a big problem, right? Because you couldn't have been in that situation. It would have been too difficult for her. I was assessing even then. Going, <laughs> okay, what needs can get met here? Zero? Okay, so let me just figure out who my allies are then, therefore. <laughs> wow. I'm sure you remember nothing of that. Of course. But what, just what's gut, your... Er just gut instincts. <laughs> Still using it, it. It was a pretty wild scene, but as soon as your mom got pregnant with Dweezil, she told Frank, I can't live in this crazy scene anymore with all the doors open and every kind of weirdo wandering in and out of there 24 hours a day and night. And you guys moved up to Woodrow Wilson Drive. And what you were like one and a half or something at that point? Yeah, I mean, my earliest memories uh, of that time, I didn't like chinless bearded men. Uh, they seemed unsafe. And uh, Were there a lot know, of those around? I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> but I remember Herb Cohen gave me the creeps, as a, even as a, as a tiny thing. Wow. And, um, and he was I, Frank's manager. And I still always have a little bit of a pause when I see people that look like him. Huh. And well, he did turn out to be a monster. <laughs> 
So you were your assessment was correct. Yeah. You know, I kind of trusted him because he really liked me in those days. I I I really desired to everyone to adore me, and well, I still kind of like that. I can't help it; it's my nature. But after the Cynthia Plastercaster debacle, where he tried to keep her penises, um. I saw who he really was. I had to go to court and testify as a character witness. And he brought out these letters I'd written her, love letters. You know, we were in love, but we, you know, we were not gay. So, you know, we were just crazy about each other. And he said, you know, you can't be a good character witness because you were having an affair with her, which I wasn't. And he wow. said all this in court. And I went, I was so stunned that he was being evil to me. I never spoke to him again after that. So Gail was right. Gail hated him too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that was one memory. I remember um, uh, I also didn't love um, the artwork that was around the house. The the Carl Franzoni oh. stuff was so triggering for me. Really? Yeah, I really... Well, the, they was... were very weird portraits, I'll tell you. I have the one he did in me. Everybody looks insane, sort of like he is in it. Well, I think artists sometimes do paint themselves right they kind of look yeah, like the, yeah there's their work. some there's yeah. some or, or people that get dogs the dogs kind of look like them yeah, and yeah. you end up dating somebody that's similar in well some you start way. turning in something right? happens something happens in, yeah in that process um but yeah i remember uh i just i, I just remember a lot of people around yeah there were a lot of people all the one time of the, one of the stories that was so crazy that i, I think i've talked to you about um Apparently, uh, Gail used to really love to tell the story about how um, I was in the living room of the Woodrow Wilson house, and there was a guy there who I think is in politics now, who um, apparently I said, John, I want to show you my pee-pee. And then he he didn't look, and I said, John, I want to show you my (laughs) pee-pee. And you must have been three or something. uh, No. And, yeah, the, and the way Gail told it, first of all, the word pee-pee is revolting to me. It, I, the, I can't even, it's <laughs> disgusting to say it that way just because of the story, baby. But, and then apparently John looked and Gail's version of the story was that I knew he was gay and he didn't know it yet. And I wanted him to confront his fear of vaginas and vulvas. And I was like, isn't it With really a, a story about a kid who should have had some pants on <laughs> and, and a parent that didn't? <laughs> Make sure her kid had some pants on. Isn't that really what the story should be? Oh, my God. Did you call it a pee-pee, though, back then? You probably I, did. I don't think I would have. I don't, I don't do it now. I don't think I... <laughs> but, uh, I used to call my area down there a bummy. A bummy. It was in between a butt and a tummy. sweet thing right oh my god oh my god that's so funny and i'm gonna reveal something else here i used to call peeing tinkle and Uh (laughs) poopoo tink why how do you get the name tink because tinkle but so poop was tink yes and tinkle was was uh, the wet version yeah the wet Oh, version. Interesting. God, isn't it weird that shit we actually remember? It is very strange. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was your guy's governess for quite a while, off and on. 
That's How what long we called would you it. Because I, I remember, didn't you, I feel like, didn't you take us over to see Don Johnson? I remember you taking taking me to see Don Johnson. Were you dating him at the time? Yes, I was. Okay, because I remember visiting, we went to his, some apartment somewhere. Yeah, it was, it was at my apartment that, yeah, I lived with him off and on during the time I was taking care of you guys. Um, yeah, I just remember going to his place and... And I remember, I mean, I have so many random memories. I, I, yeah. there, it's, California is one endless summer, so I, can, I never can remember yeah. which year Isn't it was or how old I was. So they just, they just are like slides, a weird slideshow, and they're totally out of place. But, <laughs> yeah. but I, have a, yeah. I have a memory of, uh, you, you're one of the first people I ever saw exercise, like a grown-up that would exercise. Yeah. And I thought, that is fascinating, because I didn't have a parent that did it, and there was no... <laughs> Was, was no... he exercising or was I? You exercised. Okay, yes, I I was I was very early with exercise. Yeah, you were really into yeah. into fitness yeah. and, Too and bad. taking I, care of yourself. Yeah, I'm not and... doing it now, but <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. well, actually I do flail around in front of my TV with the walking lady. Who's the walking lady? Her her name is Leslie something or other. I have a ton of her DVDs. Oh, okay. And now I just strut around my living room. So you you stay indoors and pretend you're walking outdoors with Leslie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I also Zumba. I belong <laughs> to the gym and I do Zumba with a whole bunch of Latino girls. Is that fun? Uh, yeah, I is love it, it. Is it choreography and dance? Moves? Yes, is it, it is. It mm-hmm. is. So you have to use your brain as well as your body. I'm out. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I am, you know, at least... 40 to 50 years older than all of them. And I keep up with them. But don't you love being an example and a role model of being awesome all the way <laughs> till till you get walked to the gate? <laughs> I love that description, Moon. That's wonderful. Yes, I don't know. I've done okay with my writing workshops. I feel very positive about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also just as a as a person that you're willing to keep evolving and and knowing yourself and celebrating, yeah, being embodied, being being having a, a spiritual side and being a, yeah. having a physical side. I mean, I feel so bad for people that aren't embodied, aren't in their skin, and and don't express themselves artistically or or sexually yeah. or yeah. I mean any any little portion of you that's repressed is just yeah. it's such a burden to carry but do you think they even know that un- that they're well, even i mean it's it's so far removed sometimes that i don't know i keep thinking uh that i'm wondering if like one of my coping skills was uh as a kid was um knowing for a fact that i'm a bodhisattva mm. um but now i'm really starting to question if if that's just a coping skill <laughs> And not actually true. If it's magical thinking or if it's actually true. But it's, I never had the desire to be the center of attention or to make mm-hmm. a bunch of money or yeah. uh, I think because when I was 14 and I I was just trying to spend time with my dad and then just, a, just a, a night with my dad turned into... A thing. A thing. It sure did. And so, and and I I had acne, so I was like, I don't want to be in front of a camera looking terrible as a teen. This is not <laughs> good. And I wasn't motivated by money because money made my parents not hang out with us. So I was like, what good is that? Yeah. And so I, I just, I always thought that, uh, and I met so many of my idols so early on. I was like, is this yeah. all life is? There's got to be more to this. And then I yeah. saw... 
that 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 video faces of death and and then watching skin be pulled back over your your skeletal system i, I don't like, know that movie oh it's horrifying i saw it way too early but but i was like whoa whoa whoa! there was no whoa, tv we're, even allowed in your house whoa, we're, fr- we're fragile we're that fragile oh. Oh. and so i just thought i don't understand all these every every pursuit seemed empty it just seemed like if you're gonna have a party shouldn't everybody have fun hierarchy <laughs> makes no sense to me uh-huh. and so i just uh-huh. um, wow that that stemmed from watching your dad become so famous or well a combination i mean on the one hand i felt like my dad was such a champion of the underdog yes he was and and he just was a voice for people that didn't have a voice or didn't know they could have a voice or didn't know how to find those words or those those ways of expressing and he just he he just took up that mantle and he was uh I just found him to be a person of real integrity, like he walked the talk. And so on the one hand, I saw this person who, in my mind, was of service to yes. the, the the globe. and The greater good. Yeah, the Definitely. greater good. Yeah. And, and, uh, and just calling the shit out calling it like he saw it and so i I definitely that was a part of the the bodhisattva training like oh you're just supposed to help all the people and Mm -hmm. be part of making making the world a better place not leaving it crappier than the way you found it at very least yeah tidy up after yourself if you make it better (laughs) even better um well be part of the solution tell me about that the how that occurred the, the valley girl thing um I, I know, you know, after living there, I knew your dad spent most of his life in the basement with people bringing him copious cups of espresso. Right. That and you, you got that training early. You had to yeah. learn how to work that, yeah. that yeah. old-fashioned machine with the pump. Yeah, right. And, um, and so, so did you just say, I mean, was it really in your head, I need to spend more time with my dad, so I'm going to write a song so he'll... Pref- I mean, how did that actually happen? Well... Okay, I'm gonna put a pin in that for one second because I just want to finish that tangent because okay. <laughs> I'm going through menopause, and if I don't oh. say it now, it'll be lost forever. The point, <laughs> the point of the bodhisattva thing and the the the, um, the uh, coping skill piece is I'm starting to wonder if, um, like I always felt like if you see something, say something. That makes sense. If you see an injustice, if you see somebody jump in the line or yeah. whatever the thing yeah, is yeah i that get you're, it that you're I supposed to it. say something if you see people fighting and maybe if you could say hey guys maybe let's try yeah. something different yeah. you know a pacifist but also like a hall monitor one part hall yes. monitor <laughs> one part whatever and that to me is love intervening and and uh-huh. giving unsolicited advice because if i can see a blind spot that you have or you can see one that yes. i have i hope you would tell I me i would hope you would tell me yeah. if i have shit in my teeth or yeah. toilet paper hanging out of my pants yes. or <laughs> I'm yeah. behaving poorly, and there's a better system, a better yeah. way to do it. Um, but I feel like we live in a world where it's every man for himself. Totally and, now, especially. And Good God. people get offended if you aren't just doing your side of the street. Yeah. The 12-step model of just what people think about you is none of your business, and what <laughs> you think about them is none of theirs. And I just, I do not subscribe well, to this. we're all it's, one. We're, I'm exactly. the same. I believe in that so vividly and intensely that we're all one entity. You know, totally connected. So yeah, yes. we're impacted by it. We're so, all the same too. That's this ugh. that people don't you know actually realize that. I know what a what a what a waste. So I just try to point it out. I just yeah. try to remind yeah. people we're all one. Yeah, wherever I can. I do too in my <sighs> kind of way. Right, exactly. I think it's uh, that's a, one of the main reasons for living is to that, point that, that out that to is people. The reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then you have more people to play with and you have yeah. more fun. Yes, yes. All of us. Totally. So that's why I'm starting a campaign that all seats on airplanes are all comfortable. Uh, not really, but that's, why, <laughs> that that's a basic cool. thing. Why can't they all be comfortable? I know. That makes no sense. <laughs> I am with you on oh, that. All right, going back to Valley Girl. So yes. I did. I saw a father that was incredibly busy. He was never choosing me, never choosing my mother. And anytime he cheated on my mom, it felt like he cheated on me because it was he created a, a a a problem in the household, a tension in the household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, how did you know at that age he was? Well, I guess you were at the age where you. When did you figure out that that was part of the dynamic between I mean, them? I mean, I just, it, there were so many people coming and going. I just didn't, all of it, just, I didn't know who was with who. I didn't, I don't think I understood what they were doing, but I was just like, why is that person there? That's, why is, I just, it, none of it made sense You to would me. just start feeling the vibe. Yeah, I would feel yeah, the vibe. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. plus, I had the bedroom next door there, so I would sometimes wake up in an aroused state because I would hear people fucking yeah. in the house. And so, yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, I it That's was so hard. It was really. hideous. I know. And uh, you shouldn't know what your parents' orgasms sound like. Right. And you shouldn't really know what you, what their sex organs look like. That's just <laughs> my thing. Call me a square. Um, I could but, hear them across the house. No, they were loud, rude. man. They were so loud. That's just rude. <laughs> Don't you think that's rude? <laughs> well, with your kid right next to you, yeah, for sure. But that that was when Gail felt she could have him at those moments and she made a lot of noise about it that's that's so how, that was just territorial pissing i think that was a lot of marking. it was yeah yeah those sound you know that huge screaming she screamed her head off i know i thought she was being murdered i, 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 I went to, i went to go help oh. and that was a mistake oh you actually did yes oh god of course of course and how old were you then five i don't oh. know you want to rescue oh, your parents god <laughs> You want to rescue the one that's being injured. Yeah. Certainly so. Well, your your dad had an incredibly high sex drive. And that's the thing, too. I, uh, Dweezil and I definitely have inherited that. Uh, I, I, I don't know about the other two, but... Um, but <laughs> and, and that's... It's a trip to have a high sex drive. Isn't uh-huh. it a trip? Yes, I have one. I know. <laughs> don't you think they're crazy? Well, they're it's so mellowed wild. out since I've gotten older, but yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> At one point, no, I uh, please. I was, I was all about it, and nothing's wrong with that, of course. But it's, it's so nice when you have access to quality partners that, yeah, that can, I know. That can, and and, and they are very few and far between. I'm sure you have few found that and out. Far between. <laughs> Mayday! Bat signal. Hello. <laughs> please, I need someone with consciousness. Didn't you once tell me, or did somebody else tell me that? Um, oh no, I think it was my friend. Quiet. Somebody told me that um, who's the guy who did? Uh, oh, Terrence Trent Darby. Did you date him? Did you have something with him? Yes, I did. Okay. Are you allowed <laughs> to talk about that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember somebody saying something about how he he found conscious pussy uh, like a time waster. And well, never... that was no that well that was the antithesis of what we had. Oh. oh, no, no. We had the deepest cosmic experience I've had with any, anybody in so that. So do you think he said it after he was with you? He was like, this is exhausting. I can't. Because <laughs> I find that I'm I always. I think it was before because, you know, I, I don't think. Yeah. Because, no, no I, I feel like I feel like people. Um... It sounds like something he'd say just to be, you know, 
talked about. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> talked about. In what <laughs> circles is that conversation getting discussed? <laughs> we love to be controversial. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, so Jack Kornfeld's really going to have something to say about that. I mean, really. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so let's go back to yeah. Valley Girl. Um, we'll get there eventually. Uh, okay. So you just went down to the basement. Right. I, 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 I noticed that he liked that space a lot. And I like yes. to tell people that my father made 100 albums avoiding my mother, that she was like a reverse muse, and that um, he just would go down into that chamber to... to to work now if that is really the case I which i know that. you believe that why didn't he leave her okay why now i think it's because of us i think he actually uh, yeah had some sicilian yeah Italian yeah okay okay well that makes sense in there that That's, makes sense that, but this is this is me trying to do a sudoku puzzle about it do you know yes, what i mean like yes. me going okay or some <laughs> here's some x y variables why didn't he go and it's another reason why i'd love to go and you know, talk to some of the, the, the women that he did go and yeah. chase around because I just think... Well, there was a few that he actually fell in love with. I think. Right, exactly. Yeah. And why didn't he, he go? And then I just thought, probably at the end of the day, he weighed the financial costs. That too, probably. And he yeah, also yeah. weighed my mother's vengeful nature. And, um, you know, because she would do crazy stuff like put anagrams in contracts and... If somebody had a cat allergy, she'd put cat fur in a thing and send him on his way. To the, I mean, she was she was practicing black was magic. She, yeah. See, I always see that shows how naive I am. You know, I spent a lot well, of time do, with who her. Who behaves that way? <laughs> You're gonna project your goodness onto a I person. Know, not, yeah. not you wouldn't be like. I wonder what nefarious things I can concoct. <laughs> I never saw her that way. We talked about all kinds of cosmic shit. She helped me so much out of problems I've found myself in. And, you know, ideas I got that she would just shut down, which helped, you know, my worries and stuff. But, of course, but I was, you know, a teenage. Um, early, it, pretty, when I was 19, 20, 21. Right, so I think, what, I think what must have happened is that she just, she hit some, some, um... Like not boiling point, but like when it, when you add a drop of uh, yeah, this sugar was pretty early drop on. And yeah, and drop and drop and then pretty much the pretty at some point you can't it can't take any more sugar. You know it can't. What's that? That's there's like a, a scientific process. What's that called? I don't know about that. You, yeah, you do it, with salt and water. There's a there's a point at which it can't take any more in. And okay, then, and then the, the so the, so the, she the reached a, and okay. the. The salt are actually separated because it can't it can't absorb any more mm. of the thing. And I think she just hit one of those points where it was like a tipping point where she just I don't know. I feel like well, the betrayals she, or the, yeah, the betrayals, the betrayals. But he was upfront about most of it. All right. I mean, yeah, but 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 he, but it, giving somebody it's essentially giving someone no choice. Exactly, he gave her no choice. So she had to concoct right this, some this Dalai Lama yeah, some, personality. Yeah, well, she, well, besides that, she had to get her own back, as they say in England, right? So she had to find different ways to right. do to have some sort of control, probably. Right, right. and that's yeah. and that's that's and I was a total advocate for all that those things because, like, as a as a daughter, you see your mother going through that. I was constantly saying, "Just leave. Why don't you just leave?" Yeah, just yeah. Well, she skedaddle. was never going to do that, and that's what I—that's what I couldn't it. understand. Yeah. And so then I just thought, wow, she really is devoted to this yes, person. Yes, yes, totally and, and completely. And I didn't understand that. Over devoted, in my opinion, because you know she just wouldn't let 
his music be heard in so many ways that could really help the the entire his his legacy. Well, well, it was so weird that she'd have these amazing insights, but then this incredibly yeah. short term, yeah, amazing insights, um, yeah. thinking like the the that just didn't go beyond. Uh, I, I guess just she just I don't know maybe she just didn't feel satisfied in her own in her own life or something. She was trapped. She was tra- she though? She, well, it felt that way to me. Even after he died, she was trapped by his persona. And well, I just remember she gained so much weight. Yeah. She, at one yeah. point, it, she, she was, was and didn't enormous. comb her hair ever. Yeah, never, never combed her hair. It became enormous, and I just. And I kept thinking, oh, my God, my dad's off having affairs. Yeah. My mother has done this to herself. Was she getting enjoyment, thinking, ha, 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 and yet he comes home to me. Yeah, looking maybe. Looking like maybe. this weird, bloated I, whale witch. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. my God, Moon. <laughs> but it's true. I was confused by it. I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Like, what is, is it a power thing? We all what wondered. Is- we all, all her friends wondered why she let, in quotes, let herself go. We all wondered that. Yeah, well, I mean, and and yet I get it too. If you're that, if you're if you feel that decimated, then you're gonna decimate yeah. back. I guess I don't know. But you know, fighting. She fought back in weird ways. She could have just, she, you know. Anyway, she we don't need so to. She was so talented. She. The, the, I know. I don't we even were... know why she didn't sell the Woodrow Wilson house and just stay in the Malibu house. At one point, she yeah. created this incredible, um, this incredible. Space. I mean, she had a, a, a design, a designer's eye. I'll never forget. She it, sure did. I'll never forget. So I, creative. She would she would paint the underside of things so that if you were lying down, then under a table or something. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, so there'd be something pleasing from every angle. Yeah. I mean, that kind of thoughtfulness. Yeah. She, yeah. she had these these kinds of. She would not. She wouldn't. You know, if she she'd paint behind the the stove. Yeah. Like she, yeah. Yeah. She yeah. <laughs> She had attention to details that were so um, lyrical and lovely, yes. and then and then, so it, it made the other behaviors all the more confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very but, but complex the, lady. But you read the artist way, and you go, oh, of course, if you're a buried artist, yeah, and you don't yeah. feel you'll like, paint behind things. Yeah, <laughs> you'll paint behind things. Literally, yeah. of course, I was totally loyal to her. I was devoted to her her the whole entire life. And right, because one of the stories I love to tell about you is that I think, are you the only woman who turned my dad down for sex? Yes, I was. Right, exactly. I probably was so. because of her, because I loved her, and I couldn't imagine doing that. And I was just not going to do it. But he was so persuasive, it was that miracle of someone knocking on the door that stopped it from happening, really. I mean, I'd love to give myself a lot of credit for that. Mm-hmm. But he weaseled me into bed. Uh, you know, on the set of you know, when we were doing 200 Motels in the guise of reading the script together and being comfortable reading the script. Mm-hmm. So we had to get into the bed to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was in that bed going, OK, OK, how am I going to get out of this? Oh, my God, how can I be in this position? It was horrible for me. And then someone knocked on the door and delivered his flowers to me. Hmm. So that was perfect. Interesting. But, so I jumped up. And would not go back into the bedroom. So, like in a free love zone where we're supposed to, you were, women were supposedly empowered to make their own yes. choices. Yes. Um, and which we were doing. So then, how does loyalty work? Does does it work? How does a sisterhood work? Gosh, I guess it depends on the individual. It certainly didn't matter to a couple of the other people. Um, 
you know. Uh, but I, it to me, that meant something, that I was loyal to her. I always loved the women with these guys. I always admired and respected these women. When you, know, when you say these guys, do you mean rock the ones stars, that married, musicians I loved that married or, or or were their girlfriends, whatever, Marianne mm-hmm. Faithful, whoever it is, you know, I I love them almost equally mm-hmm. because somehow they landed this person I was crazy about. And how do you think they did land them? Well, when I look now, of course, at all the history, Gail really, I mean, I guess she did land him because she had four kids with him, so that she landed him and for a long i don't know bianca landed mick when i right when i was seeing him too so 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 why didn't i land mick i don't know bianca did it (laughs) well she's not with him now no i know so so what does that even mean landed (laughs) i don't know that's that's interesting question i don't know well but i admired the people who who yeah who wound up Spending quality and long periods of time with these people. I, well, I we'll never so know much. if they spent quality. And... That's true. That's true. Gail's life was hell, mostly. I can attest to that. Yeah. I, I, I just <laughs> thought, run. Run, lady, run. And and I love my dad. And my dad is my favorite person in the world. And I yes. was still like, oh, I, <laughs> I don't wish on anybody. Wow. Okay, let's go back to Valley Girl. <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> um, so So you decided... Okay, I'm going to spend some time with my dad. So let's. Did you write the song and present it to him, or did you I write it together? I slid a note under his door. I knew wow. that I could make him laugh when I did that voice around the house. Yeah, it made him laugh. And the I, Valley Girl voice, which you right. were imitating, and never said those things. Sure, exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I went to school uh, with with uh, <laughs> people that talk like that, and, and it just sounded so funny to me. Just it was a hilarious way of talking, and. And so I knew it made him laugh. And so I slid a note under his door. I said, you seem to like to spend a lot of time in the studio. I do this funny thing. Maybe we could meet up here and uh, hang out in the place where you like. And uh, Wow, Moon. And, uh, How about a, just to spend time with your dad? That's actually heartbreaking shit. It's heartbreaking. I know. <laughs> I know that you have to write a letter to your dad who lives in the house with you. And slide it under the door downstairs. Oh, God. Well, it worked, though. It sure did. And yeah. then what made it even weirder was it's his biggest hit. I know. I how, mean... How did he feel about that? It's still his biggest hit. I know. And then and then my mother, her big thing was to say, I'm the only reason you have um, credit for it. and Because she didn't believe that improvising was writing. And I was like, huh. how do you think you... So if you type it, is that not improvising? <laughs> How does this work in your world, lady? <laughs> huh. Huh. Wow. Would you mind if we play that? The song? Yeah. And so you went down there and presented 
he, he okay so what he invited so, you down so after he got he the woke note? me up on a school night several days later yeah and he uh and of course as you know if he says jump now you just do yeah uh and so i was like well, this is my chance to spend time with my dad so i uh, i got out of bed in my pajamas i went into the studio in the vocal booth and he said talk about cleaning the cat box talk about your English teacher talk about whatever or or I'd start huh. talking and then he'd prompt some other little something and so we we, we just made all these uh, I just stayed in character the whole yeah, time yeah and then, so he directed you yeah he loved yeah, to do that and he, he did, did it with bunny 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 yeah that weird little video thing yeah that we yeah. made he uh, yeah I had this kind of improv relationship yeah. with him and this this lens on the world that was uh Another funny story I like to tell us about how he um, he he called me into one of the rooms one day like Moon Moon you gotta see this and, it, and he wanted to show me Fatliners which was a a porn um, with enormous women having the f- flaps and folds of their skin be you know penetrated penetrated exactly like a flap a fold and something and he thought you would enjoy that well here's the thing so (laughs) here i am 19 going okay (laughs) i want to spend time with my dad (laughs) yes (laughs) this isn't my first choice oh god he's not doing it to be creepy he's literally going can you believe the fucking planet we live on yeah yeah this is the stuff that people get off on and but there was another weird layer of it which was my mother was enormous like that. Oh, And yeah, so there was God. this other weird layer of it that just felt so strange to be watching this thing. And and also... How did he come across it? This is another question. Who knows? That part I didn't, I didn't investigate. <laughs> I didn't Lord. investigate that. It was yeah. right after the movie uh, Flatliners had come out, too. So it was somebody's hilarious... Oh, oh I see. Ah, Fatliners. Yeah. Ew. So um, I remember just thinking... Just, 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 just notice, just notice this yeah. moment. Just be, but by then I had perfected my witness self because I had been spending so much time meditating and yeah. doing all my spiritual weird stuff. So I literally was like, climb, just get in your safe space. Observer, observer mind, just get into the, the thing, noticing all the things, noticing all the things. I know you've had gurus and we've shared a, yeah. a guru and we've, yeah. So you, you veered off in that direction. To save yourself from the yeah. difficult life, your I, I difficult childhood. I think that's childhood. what I did. It's a, yeah. it's a form of, is it a form of dissociation maybe? To, to or is it really an actual? <clears throat> oh, it's a real thing too. It could be both. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. So I think learning how to um, look without judgment. You also need it as an actress. As an actress, yeah. I, I developed that skill set because mm-hmm. that was another way I'd observe the world. I think if I was a character... Why would I be? What would be the motivation here? I jump into that person's mind and uh-huh. look at what their actions uh-huh. Uh-huh. are and what their dialogue is, and everybody just became a living character in something. And I just would try to imagine what on earth they were thinking, even if they were not thinking. I'd be like, oh, they're not thinking. <laughs> wow! So you were surrounded all the time by these characters. Yeah, and and you never knew who was going to be in your home. Never. You- I mean, we ne- we never had one family meal together where there wasn't somebody else there to to take to draw focus and make sure there was no intimacy in the house. Mm. 
I see. Wow. That's tough, man. Yeah. That's <laughs> now, when, when Dweezil came along, did you feel better? Did you feel more like, okay, I've got a, someone in that? Yes, and, I definitely yeah. did. I felt like, oh, there's an ally here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, however, he does have longer eyelashes than I do. <laughs> And he's prettier, and he had better hair. So <laughs> he's I also, pretty. He's, he's a pretty man. He's just so pretty. He is. And I, and I just, <laughs> and I also just felt like this isn't fair that his birthday is September fifth, when mine's September twenty eighth, and I was here first. Why are we celebrating his birthday first? Oh, oh there were yeah, a lot of through. things that just seemed huh. unfair about it. But for the most part, I thought this is a good thing. Well, you guys are still tight. <laughs> we're very close. Yeah, I'm so glad. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad you have each other. Um, we won't go into the other two right now. I uh, do you remember like one one time I had Keith Moon staying with me in the guest house. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when he and and you I had just fallen asleep and you buzzed that. Remember I had a little intercom in mm-hmm. there and you would wake me up so I'd have make you guys breakfast and you called it breakfast. <laughs> and the intercom rang. I had just fallen asleep with that lunatic. <laughs> and and you said, Pam, I went my breakfast. And I went, oh, God. And I had to do it. It was my job. And I loved you, and you were hungry. So <laughs> I came in there and made your breakfast. I was stumbling around. And then he woke up and came barreling into the kitchen and picked you up and swung you around and sang and danced. And da- do you remember any of that? You were like Four. I, I guess that's I, I don't. too far I'm back. I'm sure there's a m- muscle memory in there. I certainly appreciate men like that, Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. He was so great. I love exciting men. That crazy shit we got up to out in that Oh, show. exciting men. Yeah. <laughs> it was exciting. <laughs> so, do you, well, I'm sure you remember this. I, you know, I pretty much gave birth at your 11th birthday party. Do you remember that? Um, no. Well, I was there helping your mom. You know, even after I moved out and was with Michael and all that, I would help her out with stuff. I came and went a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was helping her with your birthday party. And during your party, during some What was game, the theme? Were there watermelons in the pool and sherbet? I can, I, I have to, again, it's it's all one know, endless yeah, summer. Yeah, so yeah, I have to, yeah, that's I'm going, true. Okay, 11, boobs are just coming in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were 11. What, what friends would I have had? So I have to like locate myself to be able it to was a, it was it was a whole bunch of kids there okay. and i just my water broke right in the middle of one of your games what game god i see i don't remember right so how could you really um so but she stopped everything and drove me to the hospital right in the middle of your party which was nice of her for me mm-hmm. but she could have had someone else do that mm-hmm. you know wasn't that a a very gale thing to do. Oh, that sounds exactly like something yeah. that would happen. Fend yeah. for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. I'm doing the thing I'm choosing. Yes. Yeah. In the middle of her party. Yeah. I just thought about that. Because I, I thought, oh, how sweet. she's. I, I was riding along in the back of a Rolls Royce to the hot, to Hollywood Prez. Mm-hmm. But then it was the middle of your birthday party. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, priorities. Uh, really, I probably would make the same the same. And that decision. was almost exactly 41 years but ago. But if it was me, I would have taken all of the kids with me and been like, a teachable moment, everyone. Yeah. Let's help you her breathe through it. <laughs> yeah. We'd all go. Oh. So <laughs> No one left behind. I've got this military <laughs> thing. Oh. Over from somewhere. I don't know. Oh, God. But she just dropped me off. I mean, 
So she can't. She went back to the party. Mm-hmm. So she probably helped resume that situation. And you maybe not even have missed her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. You've done many, many, many things since these days. Yes. And you've acted. You've written. A, how, how did your book do, America the Beautiful? Which was it's kind of thinly veiled. Yeah, I, call, I, I say it's seventeen point two percent biographical. Oh, okay. Um, uh-huh. I mean, autobiographical. Um, it's a it's a it's a it's a fictionalized. Um, uh, it's the architecture of what I experienced, which was trying to reconcile the loss of my father while also going through a breakup. And so, um, I I it's like a patchwork quilt of of real and imagined circumstances to kind of try to get at that that wound. Um, yeah, and and uh, it took me, I don't know, four years to write, uh, mm. a lot more years thinking about it. And then um, it came out on September 11th. I was two hours into press in New York City, and uh, the first tower came down. Oh, my and God, Moon. I went, okay, I guess this is not happening. Oh. My, my whole future is not oh. happening. Oh, my God. Because, you know, you God. grew up in Los Angeles, and... And the, the, the myth here is that if you finally tell the world the story, if you finally have the courage to do the thing and say the thing, then all <laughs> doors open for you. Yeah. Cameron Crowe is the example of that. It's just, and so I, <laughs> I thought, now my life is going to begin. And, um, and then my situation got absorbed by a much larger situation. Yeah, yes. And it wasn't wow. until I saw a Scorsese film. I think it was um, was it Gangs of New York. One of these films where again a, a, a situation gets absorbed by a much larger situation. I didn't even have the a reference to understand the PTSD that I had around my creativity and and I was taking it so personally. Yeah, yeah, which is ludicrous. Well, yeah, but and, you, how could you not? You're you, and, and you had just. <laughs> thrown this amazing piece into the world and then it was swallowed up and it was one of those moments where body mind spirit i was i was staying at trump towers and whoa i know and i was having a moment looking at central park and i was i was having that thing like my life is about to begin and i went to the the midtown and into the the studio and they were just wiring up the microphone and i watched on the monitor the first The oh first, my the God! First tower Moon. I never even knew that story. And, That's intense. And, uh, and then I immediately um, we we didn't know if if it was like, yeah yeah I know if there, I if there were planes flying into every major city if, if yeah if, yeah if, if all of America was being we didn't know anything know. it was just coming and in. you were right there and I Good was there God. and and, um, and so and so that was bizarre and then uh, but yeah it got on the the top 20 books of Los Angeles uh, times list and then and uh, Gail said to me well not that many books came out this year uh, oh, that was her response yeah because I know it was very well received it was yeah you're a wonderful writer Thank that must you. have been great to discover well the thing is is that I I kept thinking my work was good and I didn't realize that people were looking at me as this kind of experiment to see what did the daughter of a genius do instead of this is mm. a person's work. And oh, so I always felt so frustrated yeah. that yeah, the, it wasn't the, just a woman working yeah, or a yeah, person yeah, yeah. working. You would or, always be the child of. And there would always right? be something to compare my work to, oh. which is so shitty. It really is. 
it sucks, but because you want to just be in your own expression and have people. Uh, I mean, anybody wants to have the experience of satisfying their their creative urges and feeling like uh, they find uh, an audience that high fives them and says, "Thank you, you yeah. made me be able to do my thing and live yes, one more day yes, or do yes, my whatever." Yes, because that's what film and literature and television and poetry and music has done for me i go yeah, okay i can live course. one more hour same here and you know thank god i get that response from mine with the band i had no idea when i wrote <laughs> that that people would think oh god you've saved my life it was like really oh my god because that's to so read awesome one true word or one true idea and it, it, it there's there's even if you're just owning some I don't know. I remember I had this amazing acting teacher, Roy London, and he said to me, uh, I won't help you lose your innocence, but once you've lost it, come back and see me. I'll tell you what to do with it. Whoa. And, and he was just an amazing, amazing person. And uh, he died the same year my dad died. I lost my oh. therapist, my father, and my, my acting teacher in the same year. My, wow. my favorite, favorite people. Oh, honey. <laughs> did you, after your father was gone, did you notice a shift in your mom somehow? Or did she live with his ghost? Well, you know, it's so, that's such a weird, I have, I have a couple of different answers to that. On the one hand, I saw her in a way kind of flourish hmm. and in a way go absolutely crazy. Because that's yeah. when the spending disorder stuff really kicked into high gear. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and and all of that pent up entitlement um, of of the, like the payback that she felt that she was owed. Do yeah yeah that uh, yeah. that that was expressed in in, mm. in so many different mm. ways mm. and um, and what was so bizarre was. I think we all felt that we were owed something because we all sacrificed something yeah. uh-huh. to make sure he could do what he did. Yeah. Wow. And we what weren't a... asked if we could. We were just yeah. told. Yeah. We well, it to. was just part and of so, reality. Yeah. And so we, I think we all felt that, that entitlement. Huh. And I mean, I certainly did. And uh, so I, that's a totally human response. And that, yeah. that makes sense. What was weird was competing, dueling, entitlement within the same family that's the part i couldn't understand or reconcile it just seemed like wait we're all we all lost someone special we all feel owed why wouldn't we all want to share the conversation share the the uh, so that started way back yeah the the split between the kids i think so I, i i didn't recognize it then because Again, my my bodhisattva self was like, well, again, hurt people, hurt people, decimated people, decimate. I'll just be a space holder for their pain. Oh, we can get to mine later. Oh, <laughs> oh God. And and besides all of those feelings, your dad was sudden, suddenly gone. Right. This massive, overpowering presence in your life that you rarely got to even see exactly and that was the thing too that was so bizarre was when he first got sick i was honestly ecstatic i'm like finally he's come home we get him for the last four years he was diagnosed with 
uh, prostate cancer yeah. and given a year to live. Yeah. And he li- ended up living for four. And I was wow. like, yippee. Yeah. And um, but then what I couldn't have predicted was that he doubled down on his work. Sure. He had to get it done. And so that was a shock to me. I knew that death took a person away, but I didn't know you could you could yourself decide how near or far you could get, like how close you could get to somebody. I'd never, it had never even occurred to me somebody could die before they died. That, yeah. that, that he put a oh. wall up oh. while, while living. Oh. And that's why every breakup is insane. Cause you're like, wait, you, you can put a wall up while living. Death will do that. Yeah. We don't need to do that yeah. to one yeah. another. Ugh. I agree, man. <sighs> <laughs> I don't even Things know I how long about. we've been talking. Um, so now you've now you're writing a real memoir. Yeah, now yes. I'm, now I'm writing a real memoir, and it's uh, it's way harder than I than I thought it would be. Uh, what it's taking longer. digging deep? You mean? Yeah, or? because it's the to. I have a, a mentor who says press on the bruise, and mm. and yikes! Every time I do, I want to throw up. Yeah, you know, when I go back to the stuff that that is really injurious that I'm trying to, 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 you know, you do your bad first pancake draft. That's just for of you. Course, yeah. It's just the, the bile and hate and yeah. And then and, you have to, and then you, you quell it somehow. Right. And form it. So it's not so devastating to the reader. Right. right? And, and not just that, but, but also, um, to, to, um, I don't know. You want to give the reader the experience that that so they can decide for themselves and kind of um, masticate it in a way that that would be helpful for them. That, yeah. You know, cause yeah. 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 You, you never really know what. Uh, I mean, I'm amazed. We're having a conversation right now. I don't know what your takeaway is. What, what it's going to end up being if we are even in the same conversation because we're it's the, our our lens of perception is. Uh, yeah, but you, you, if you dwelt, if you thought about that too much, you'd never talk to anybody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, and that's why I do think we have a gut, um, because the the body has a, a sense of if it's not if you haven't uh, been destroyed from other events, then step one, get your body back online, and then and then it's a tool for helping you mm-hmm. um, identify. Um, um, opportunities for more and more joy or connection or yeah. that feeling of uh, feeling heard and seen and that's such an important thing because if you, to just be witnessed and heard without um, any judgment and with support that's that's how we really fix things that's how we feel better yeah and and I, I think also the the writing experience of for me it was incredibly cathartic so you it's like having a horrific stomachache and hurling, isn't it? Yes. To some degree. Yes. And and it feels so good to let it all out. And I know you probably felt stuffed that way. You wouldn't have written it with Gail alive, probably. Well, that's the thing. I think I would have written a version that was the adorable Oprah-fied version that that's <laughs> the, the version where um, the, the goal is a certain kind of readership and a I, I don't know where you want to just make nice and just not rock the boat yeah and yeah yeah whatever now and I'm now just, you're not even think you're well, gonna now let I'm it just all thinking oh it's not for the gearheads it's not for um 
the the super fans. I'm 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 actually writing. At the end of the day, my story is a fish out of water story mm. about um, somebody who um, noticed things she didn't like the way things were in real time. Yeah, spoke up, was ostracized within her family and <sighs> and in a world that that thought he was the greatest thing in the world and I also did and I also <laughs> laughed about it too because I was like he can't even make breakfast you guys he's just opening up a can of Hormel chili for himself <laughs> so <laughs> well he was doted on and like worshipped by his wife and and you know of course he didn't have to do anything for himself Right, a lot. I think a lot of geniuses in this world, of course, wind up that way, where they're taken care of and pampered and petted and and get away with absolute murder. Yeah, but the but and the thing that they don't always uh, point out is that genius, um, in order to stay in that 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 Gulf Stream of yeah. uh, whatever that thing is, that that there so much gets cut away, so much gets lost. You can mm-hmm. be a genius at your art but be not yeah not that great of a, a parent yeah for sure for example. He, he he actually pretty much was not a parent right the thing that i remember so if to me it wasn't idyllic though you know being when you well maybe it was better than when you guys were little baby little toddlers and stuff maybe it was better then because to when i recall that time you know, it was it was a very joyous time for me anyway, living there and taking care of you guys. All my friends, they couldn't wait to get come to my house. It was the house where you could curse, you could draw on the walls. I mean, all the yeah. phone numbers were written on the wall. Yep, we had a drawer full of cookies. It. You could help yourself as much as you want. It was it yeah. was just it was insane. But the weird thing, you had no TV. Your your they didn't. Your mom did not want a television in the house. Do you remember that? No, because we had TV. I remember TV. There wasn't TV when Until I was what taking time? care. Till when? Probably, I, well, when I was living there, you were like th- three, four, and five, and there was no TV. Well, once she figured out that, I mean, everyone that's a parent gets a, a TV, a.k.a. the babysitter. Yeah, um, yeah. And, but, it's, uh, yeah, she just didn't want you guys with your heads filled with drivel. You know, she just didn't want that. <laughs> I swear. She's like, look over here at all these scantily clad ladies and doilies. This is, a, this is what you should be paying attention to. Also learn how to work oh. this espresso machine. Yes, I know. Yeah, you were a little ballerina. You always had on a little tutu. You were so cute. That's nice. Oh. So where are you in the writing of the book? Um, I'm still in the just getting the the bad pancake draft. Okay. Down on okay. paper. Well, you read. We had a reading yeah. recently, and you read some of it. It was fantastic. Thanks, Pamela. Everybody loved it, and you have a tea brand. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on a little a little uh, tea line because I'm. That's one thing that I I always enjoyed, and you, I'm sure you had that enjoyment in the house too. Yes, just, that was. Tea, oh, it was. My mom would make. Uh, a cup of tea with milk and sugar. Yes, copious. Often, often in my baby yeah. bottle. Uh, yeah. And um, copious cups of tea. And I remember Dweezil sucking out of that that sweet, sweet tea all the time, and it rotted his entire yeah. baby teeth. Yeah, yeah. He had little black tea. <laughs> I know. From drinking that tea. I know. He had total, oh total. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I know. It was like, good. Something. 
about him that's not that attractive. <laughs> Until his yes. proper teeth go in. <laughs> that's right. And I was like, darn it! And he knows how to brush them now. Oh. So are you involved in any of your dad's music? Do you, do you have anything to do with what comes out of what's it is it still no. called barking pumpkin what's it called i don't called? even know i have i uh you're my, separate from that i'm not allowed to be involved we were absolutely dweezel and i were cut out of any decision making of any any um part of any of that now is that because something your mom did right before she passed or was that did it seem like I think I think you said before it came out of nowhere for you. You just were stunned. I was by shocked it. by it. Yeah. Um, she even went so far as to say that Dweezil and I never helped her. That's what she actually has in her will, which is <laughs> what does that even mean? It's ludicrous. But you know, because Diva their... stayed in the house. I mean, I I really don't know. I I, I, I it, it it made no sense to me too. I was I was stunned when I heard yeah. about it as well. It was, it was just it's a super, stunning turn it's of super events. Super mean spirited and and ignorant and just just rude. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> that is an understatement. Yeah, it's a bit so, underwhelming. So you've been that must have sh- shaken well, you to the parent, core, especially as a parent. Yeah. I can't I can't even imagine. It's so easy to love your kid. It's so easy yeah. yes. to say sorry. It's so easy to say, "Oh, that wasn't about you." Or it's so easy to say, "I'm struggling with something yeah. and I want to be there for you, but I'm uh, let me have 5 more minutes crying <laughs> full on in the bathroom." It's so easy to do those things. So then I think then maybe there must she was uh, I don't know. Was it on purpose or was she missing yeah, the ability? Yeah, the, yeah, you, that's you, you yeah. Have to, you have of to course, ask. You, yeah, I wondered that too. I totally want got some advice from someone. I mean, the, real bad advice or something. But then, wouldn't you have? Wouldn't your friends step in and be like, "That's horrible advice"? And I, I don't know. It's just yeah. it just it seems yeah, it was it like was bizarre poor thinking. It was really weird. I keep trying to get Amit. You know, I've talked to him several times about re-releasing the GTOs album. And, and he keeps saying he wants to, but nothing happens. And and it it uh, has come out on all kinds of bootlegs. Mm. And I I send him the information. You mm-hmm. know, it just came out in the UK on a bootleg again. Mm-hmm. But, well, have you know, been nice to me and Dweezil? Yeah, I have. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen much of Dweezil, unfortunately. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'll always be nice to you and Dweezil. You were my little no. charges. Oh my God! May- just, maybe maybe. Um, Maybe get some someone else to ask. Okay. Is there somebody he admires that that could ask? You know, he's always very kind to me. Well, that's good. So yeah, he's always kind to me, but but you know, so far that hasn't happened. The GTO's album, and there's a lot of interest in it because we were such a very early girl band, mm-hmm. and that's another thing. You're obviously you know your dad was such an innovator. What about he, producing a version of it with um, a, a, another artist? And then would you need the permission then? You mean doing another GTOs? Yeah. No, no, doing those same songs. Just like a whole album of uh, just... Uh, oh, you mean someone else, some other girl band performing? Yeah, them? like... Uh, that about, would be fun. What about, um, what's that Japanese girl group? They're baby... Baby something. They're they're amazing. They're uh, it's Wow, three, that's a great idea. Get some... Do you want to produce it? Let's do it together. Come yes. on, Pamela. I'm up for some mischief. That sounds so cool. <laughs> and those songs, and you know, there are several that didn't get on the album that I have the words to. Well, even better. Well, one of them was called Daddy's Got Gold Fever because he 
he would, you know, he disappeared digging for gold. I had a weird daddy too. I mean, I a prospector. He disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared down to Mexico digging for gold. A really? Lot of the time. Yeah. And you never saw him again? Oh no, he came back. He came back. Did he find and the forth, gold? Back and forth. He found the gold, but it was going to be too expensive to get to get into this vein, this huge vein of gold that he found, and his he was desperately miserable over it. What? Yeah. Have you written this story? Oh, it's in I'm with the band. Yeah. I don't remember that part of it, and, but that's and, like a that's that's bananas. And there's an image of him I'll never forget. He sits, he brought back a tiny little bottle of gold and he'd sit and look at it in his Whoa. in his easy chair after he you know failed as a gold miner. Wow. And just sit there and look at it. I am watching a bunch of Lauren Greenfield's films right now and she's done a movie about Amelda Marcos and um, about her she spent her whole career just looking at wealth and the and people that their acquisition of wealth and the, the pursuit of it. And yeah. It is, you talk about feeling nauseous Ooh. watching something. Is it, it is a documentary? I can all see. All these documentaries. Yeah, she did the one about um, the, the people that built the, 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 the biggest house in America. I can't remember the Ooh. name of that one. But Ooh. yeah, it's, she, that's all she thinks about is and, and pursues is like, what it, what it does wealth. to people? Yes. Yeah. The madness. I and mean, the, God, will you see what's happening with our fucking president? Ugh. Good God Almighty. I am a state right here and now. I do not like our president. I don't care what any of you think out there. But I love you all. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's obnoxious watching hungry ghost syndrome. Always. When you watch somebody just endlessly trying to fill that bottomless pit, that literal black hole of nothingness just for yourself. Yeah. For what? Yeah. Yeah. For yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. What then? And then I mean, and then try to maintain it and what and taking other people's opportunities away. I mean, they're 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 missing lobe, frontal lobe. There's yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. There's gotta be Get something. A cat missing. Scan. And first of all, there should be a dating site where it's just cat scans. Yeah. And you just see <laughs> if they're I missing love that idea too. Frontal lobe. Missing the <laughs> empathy part of your fucking brain. <laughs> there are people born like that. I it's, know. It's really scary. Yes, exactly. But, you know, most people repress that for one reason or another. And I think so much has to do I'll with tell your you, freaking Jesus. childhood. The, the, the big story is you get crucified. That's, yes. that, that's why they repress it. We need another story oh, about people true. that it works oh, out when you say, what's on your mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, do we have anything else we want to say to the world together? Or do you feel like we've said a lot of things to the world? I just say be kind to yourself. If you if you are really, truly kind to yourself, really, truly kind to yourself, you'll be able to spot in another um, some something that they might need too. Because you never know what somebody's going through. You never know who yeah, you're standing it. next to. You never you, know, you don't know what, what they're, they're going, going through, what their struggle is and how hard if, it is. Yeah, or, if there's a mean teller or it's at the bank or or if somebody, you know, just, you know, brushes always, you off or something. Who knows what had right. just happened and to them. And everyone's yeah. always coming up the ladder, going down the ladder, and no one gets out alive, so yeah. we might as well be nice to Why each other. Why don't people remember that? Yeah. You know, I think humans as a whole 
are incredibly brave entities, knowing we're just trudging along, making the coffee, whatever the heck we're doing, mm-hmm. knowing we're going to die. It's, it's, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. It's how we pull it off. How humanity has just somehow just does all this bullshit mostly, right? right? And right. and knowing there's an end, and we don't even know when it's going to come or how. Right. Even if you hate your goodie bag, the luxury of hating it <laughs> is a luxury. Wow, you're so profound. <laughs> Jeez, you know the one thing I want to say here toward uh, now that we're winding this up is that you know Jesus, I'm a huge fan of, and and he said, love your neighbor as yourself, right? But you, by you pointing out, you have to love yourself first. You have to love yourself first, or you can't even love those people mm-hmm. for real, right? Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah. And I think when he said it, people actually did like themselves, uh, probably a little bit, because they were more connected to nature. That's the other yeah. thing. Get out yes. in nature and yes, remember for sure. yourself. For sure, Start they were there. Out, they were out in the desert. Man. Exactly, the desert's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and you gotta rely on each other when you're in the desert. So. <laughs> Oh, well, I love you so much. I love you so much. Thank you so much for coming (laughs) over. Uh, Years ago, I heard that you had just had a child that you had named Moon Unit. Mm -hmm. And everyone broke up laughing and thought, what a wonderful idea. Can't be serious. Uh, Yeah, that's her name. Uh, She's 12 years old now. What do friends call her? uh, They call her Moon. Moon. Did you ever regret the names Dweezil and Moon Unit? I mean, do you ever look back and say, why didn't I use Susie? Well, I know why. I already used Susie for something else, but... Uh... <laughs> Did it ever occur to you that perhaps a child named Moon Unit might have certain uh, problems with the name and with people it saying... It had occurred to me that a, pardon, that, uh... a, that a person who has a name like Mary is going to have some problems, too. <laughs> but not because of the name so much, you, you have to admit. Well, sure. I mean, no, no, How do you made... tell yourself from the next one? <laughs> oh, that... Wasn't she fabulous? God, did we have fun or what? I'm so comfortable with Moon. It's so incredible when you've literally known someone their entire lives. So thank you so much, Moon, for appearing on my show today with me. And I'm really looking forward to my next show, which is going to be Miss Mercy again. I'm going to have Miss Mercy on the next show for the second time because we have so much to gab about. And my words of wisdom today are to treasure your friends, okay? Realize how important your friends are in your life. What would you do without them? Go and give them a big hug and a kiss. Text them right now. Text your best friend and say, I love you. And that's my message of the day. So thank you for listening to me, Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party on Pantheon Podcasts. Get up while you can That's good advice If you can stand But my legs tend to break I'm given days Underneath the
You've been listening to Pamela DeBar's Pajama Party. Produced by Aaron Alden and Christian Swain. All sound design by Jerry Danielson and Busy Signal Studios. Find Miss Pamela at Pamela DeBar on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Find all the Pantheon podcasts at pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Pantheon Podcasts. Rock and Roll Archaeology on Instagram and Pantheon Pods on Twitter. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.